Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but please, please don't be hating. I'm so sorry. I've been gone for two weeks. Did you miss me? Uh, my wife was out of town, and when my wife goes out of town, everything goes to hell. But I'm back, and I'm okay. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the show, engineering, producing. Kevin, how you doing, brother? Hey, Reg, doing really good, man. Yeah, it has been a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, it's great to be back and uh, looking forward to the topics for the show today. Oh, yeah, man. We are back in full force and full effect. And we're going to talk about this NFL quarterback carousel that's going around. Who's getting paid and who ain't getting paid. I'm going to touch on a little bit of this uh, NBA load management and uh, the All-Star game since I wasn't here to talk about it a couple weeks ago. But first up. Kevin, are you familiar with the phrase, I'm him? I am not. <laughs> yeah, I am not. <laughs> uh, but okay, so that was very funny. Uh, but um, I'm him, or I am him, is something that you know dudes have been saying for a long time, and now it's becoming real popular with this generation of athletes, or just anybody who thinks that they are the man in whatever field they happen to uh, you know live in, or 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 work in, or whatever. And basically, what you are saying is. I am the number one dude where I'm at. Anything I'm doing, I'm that dude. I am him. And it ain't easy being him. Okay? It it looks glamorous. It looks fun. It ain't easy being him. Take that from somebody who has always thought he was him. You're listening to him. Reggie Watkins. That's me. I've always been somebody who thought that I am him. Him. It's just who I've it's just who I've always been. No matter where I was at. I could have been in elementary school. I was in middle school. I was in Pop Warner. I was in high school football. I was in junior college football. I was doing anything I wanted to do. I always thought that I was him. To this day, I think I'm hell, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be somebody having a podcast thinking that people should listen to what you have to say, or being in an industry where you think people should be looking at you and listening to what you have to say every second of their lives. That being somebody that thinks that they should do that comes with some bit of confidence, irrational or rational. <laughs> it, it comes with a lot of uh, sometimes a little bit of a, a egotistical point of view sometimes. But John Morant, that's his quote. He's always saying, I'm him. And on the basketball court, he is him. That dude is a beast. He's a monster. I mean, he ain't the best player in the game, but the dude is a monster. But when you are him, it ain't easy, especially when you are him and you got lots of money. See, that's the thing I always lacked for my himness. Okay, I was him in to- in to- in in uh in, in points of confidence. I was him in points of you know how I feel about my station in life. But I never had the him type money. So when you get a dude like John Morant, who already thinks the world of himself, and then he's got a world of money, things like what have been happening to him start to happen. We've seen incidents where just now John Morant 
has been suspended, per se, from the Memphis Grizzlies for at least two games, which I think is going to be more because if you listen to his statement that was released, it sounds like this ain't a two-game thing. So the latest thing was John Morant after, I guess, the, the Memphis Grizzlies played the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he was at a strip club brandishing a gun. He was dancing at a strip club with his shirt off while flashing a gun. Why did he need to have a gun in the strip club with his shirt off as an NBA player? We'll never know. <laughs> Before that, Ja Morant uh, had been, the, the, the reports just came out that last summer he had a pickup basketball game at his house where there was a 17-year-old who got beat up by Ja Morant and some of his other friends. And then Ja went inside his house and came back out with the gun, waving it around just to let the dude, the 17-year-old know that Ja was apparently about that life. There's been reports that he got into an altercation with a mall employee after his mom uh, had some words with somebody at a mall. So Ja and his buddies had to show up and get into it with a mall employee. Uh, there was after a Indiana Pacers game, uh, Pacers players said that they had red flashing red dots pointed on their person coming from a car that Ja Morant was in. And, you know, when they got the red dots on you, usually that is a laser coming from a gun. You also saw Ja Morant and his dad, not really Ja Morant's fight, but it was Dylan Brooks. But, of course, his dad is in the middle of this whole Shannon Sharp thing they had at the Staples Center. And more and more, we're starting to see Ja Morant be known for things other than basketball. And when that starts to happen, you got to sit your ass down. Like, I don't know if, if, I mean, I don't personally know Ja Morant. All I know is from the reports that I've seen is he got a daddy. Daddy, Daddy's always at his games. He's got his mama. They, they grew, he grew up in a house with his mom and his dad. Uh, he was never in no gang life. He was never any of that. But for some reason, this dude has gotten to the NBA making 200 plus million dollars Nike endorsements, Powerade endorsements, and he want to be a thug still. It just baffles me and it, it baffles me, but I understand. I understand because I can remember being 22, 23 years old and wanting to be the dopest dude on the planet. Only, only difference was I wanted to be dope, but I never wanted to be the dude looking like I was hanging with the dope dudes, right? And what I mean by dope dudes means the dope dealers, the, the gangbangers, the thugs. I never wanted to be a party of that. That was never anything that I thought was cool. And I'm not saying that because I'm the, the shiny example of what, uh, what you should be as a person. No, I understand that some people fall into that trap of wanting to be the man. And the thing that is glorified in today's society among these young kids and these young people is these dope dudes. You can listen to it in every damn, almost every damn rap lyric. These dudes is talking about shooting people, talking about drugs, talking about slanging, talking about this girls, all yada, 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 everything in the world. But the thing that you shouldn't do to not go to jail. That's basically what they do. Everything they talk about in these rap albums is what you should do if you would like to someday go to jail. And I don't know if you guys have known this or heard about this, but they've been doing this for a minute. 
the FBI and, and criminal investigators are starting to use the rap lyrics against the rappers when they have them on trial. And now the rappers are trying to be like, man, you can't use this against us. This is all about artistic. This is our artistic freedom. We just making songs. But they'll say all day in their songs, this is me for real, no cap. I don't know if you know what no cap means, Kevin, but no cap means no lie. So if it ain't no lie and you're talking about it, then how the FBI going to put you up on the court and bring you up on charges? And you talking about, oh, I was just lying. But you told us no cap. And this is where Ja is caught up in. Ja is caught up in trying to be what the world thinks is cool. Only problem is, man, this ain't cool. It's going to get your butt in trouble. Running around with gut. Duh, I've never, in all my hymnness, I never, ever, 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 ever needed a gun, wanted a gun around me. I don't know why anybody would think that's cool. Let me roll around with this gun. Duh, who are you shooting, John ja Morant? Besides a jumper, what are you shooting? I mean, are you are you the new Aaron Hernandez? Because that's the only dude I can think of out here shooting people while he's got a pro career. It's just baffling to think that this dude worked this hard to get to where he's at, and all of a sudden, he's got to put up this show of, I'm hard, I'm this, I'm a G, I'm that. Dog, you play basketball. That's, a, I mean, there, there was a quote from, from uh, oh man, Al Pacino movie, um, Carlito's Way. And he had this lawyer named Kleinfeld, right? And Kleinfeld was just a dirty lawyer, and he was always, you know, teetering the law. But and just basically, you know, he would he would represent all the gangbangers and the drug dealers and yada yada. And then eventually, Kleinfeld went overboard, and he killed the dude that he was supposed to be representing. Killed the dude, had a gun, was running around, and he even tried to kill Carlito at one point. And Carlito told him. Kleinfeld, man, you ain't no drug dealer. You ain't no gangster. You a lawyer. And when you cross that line, now you a gangster. Now these dudes gonna come for you and they gonna try you. And that's where Kyrie is at. Not Kyrie, I'm sorry. That's where Ja Morant is at. You out here flashing guns. You out here talking about I'm him. This my city. In the city of Memphis? Dog, what? You can't be out here rolling around with no guns with these big ass chains and they know you got 230 mil and more coming from Nike and Powerade and now you want to be out here showing guns and being hard? Dog, somebody is going to come try you. It is coming. And so that's why I think he's taking this time off. And look, he's got this statement where he said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. That's not two games. That is, yo, I'm tripping. I got to chill for a little bit. Because that sounds like somebody, it sounds like a young dude just losing his way. And you can lose your way when you're a young dude like that, when you got all this money, because when have you ever had all this money? When, when has John Morant ever been in this position in his life? When have you ever been in this position in your life? You haven't. 
So it's hard for anybody to get on here and be like, yo, this is, this is, he's just being stupid. He's been, yes, he's being stupid because that's what 23-year-olds usually are. They're usually stupid, but they usually don't have $230 million in their bank account to be even more stupid with. And what and what you gonna tell John Morant? You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. This dude, he is the breadwinner for everybody. What's his, what's his daddy gonna tell him? You seen his daddy at the damn games? If you seen his dad at the games, his dad looked like one of his homies. His dad there drinking, sipping on a little something, pop, standing up every time he make a shot, jumping, throwing his hands in the air, getting you know, getting in altercations with the fans, talking, running his mouth. Like he ain't he ain't there looking like he's somebody. Daddy like he's John Morant's best friend or best partner. And you gotta have somebody that can check you when you that dude, right? And when, especially when you're 23 years old and the world is your oyster and all you trying to do is be what you think everybody thinks is dope. So I feel for this young man and I hope he gets it together, man, because he's so talented. He's got such a promising future, but this ain't the way to go. And sitting him down, that is the best thing for this franchise to do because you, he's, it's not a game. It's not a game. This is how dudes get got. This is how dudes run. Man, if you turn on the news or you just Google the news about L.A., this is how these rappers getting shot out here in L.A. There was a rapper getting shot every other week out here for a while. Coming out here, renting these Rolls Royces, driving around these big old chains, got these guns on. They talk all these and all these songs about what they do and what they going to do and, and who the ops are and yada, yada, yada. And John Morant is playing basketball and trying to act like he's living that life. At some point, the two are going to converge and something going to happen. But thankfully, and hopefully, this was the thing that will make this dude sit down for a bit. Because I think he's he's sitting down for a while. I mean, he might be out for, he's, he's out for more than two games, for sure. And I heard people speculating he might be out for the entire season, right? They might just be like, hey, let's just shut this down, man. You chill out, work on yourself, and come back. And it's something hard to do. Right. It's hard to to say you have a problem or that you're tripping when you got all this money and can't nobody tell you nothing. So I commend him for actually being able to sit down and somebody get into him and be like, yo, chill out, because there ain't too many people that's going to tell him what to do. Right. Obviously, his daddy ain't telling him what to do. His mama ain't telling his mama calling him to come fix problems. His homeboys ain't going to tell him because if, if his homeboys tell him they might get cut off from the two hundred thirty million dollars. And the Grizzlies, damn sure, ain't really trying to tell him nothing to do because he is the Grizzlies. They can't afford to mess around and lose that dude. I mean, they got him for another, what, I think four more years or, or three more years or something like that before he could actually get out of there. But they don't ever want that dude to leave. He's got to stay there the, the entire time. So they got to do anything they can to keep John Morant. So I hope this works out. I hope that this is the, the, the fork in the road that makes him, you know, turn around and understand he's got to live his life in a different manner. But I also don't want anybody that's listening to this or anybody that just knows me out there just running your mouth talking about, man, this fool is stupid. He messing up the money. He doing all this and that. Man, he's 23 years old and he has a crisis of identity right now. And hopefully he's taking the time to figure himself out. Blessings up to you, Ja. See you after the break. All right, all right, all right. So I wasn't here to talk about um, the NBA All-Star game that happened and, you know, 
what a travesty it was because the dunk contest was dope. Uh, that, that white dude, I forgot his name already, but, but he was amazing in the dunk contest. The three point contest was dope. Uh, the, the little team, the, 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 the team skills was horrendous because you had like the, 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 brothers that we didn't care about rolling with job with, uh, uh, drew, drew, damn it. Drew holiday. Okay. The only ones we cared about was Giannis, and he decided not to take part in that, right? So we had his brother and his other brother who's in the G League doing the skills competition, and, man, get rid of that thing. We, we, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody needs this. Get rid of that. It was so stupid. It was dumb. Dunk contest, nice, although not sustainable because you're not every year going to get this great white hype or the great white hope showing up to dunk. Eventually, you're going to have to, you know, you're, you're going to, it's not going to, it's not sustainable. We've already seen the greatest dunks that ever been done. I mean, people are going to keep trying new things, but then it starts turning into a gimmick because you just, how, how much higher can you jump? How long can you last in the air? How, how many spins can you do? The body just can't do so much. You, you got so many jumps in you. You got so many twirls in you. You got so many slams in you that we're just, we've seen enough. We've seen the heights. We're not going to be impressed anymore. And then the All-Star game. It's just not a game anymore. And I hate that people are getting on, we're getting on the players about it. People were talking about the players just don't take it serious. Man, who, who runs the All-Star game? Who puts this together? It's the NBA. These guys are here for a weekend, right? They get there on what, like a Friday night is when the All-Star Weekend starts, Friday night, and it's over on Sunday. You think that these guys are practicing basketball? For three straight days, they're partying in whatever city they're at. Now, they were in Utah, so I don't know how many parties they had, but even in Utah, the corporate sponsors show up. Hennessy is a corporate sponsor of the NBA. So Hennessy's got a party. Nike's got a party. Sprite's got a party. You know what I'm saying? Allstate has got a party. State Farm has got a party. Everybody's got, LeBron's got a party. Paul George has got a party. Everybody's got a party somewhere. And these dudes are out there drinking, having a good time. The last thing they're thinking about is playing in some dumbass basketball game that don't matter. Now, in 19, you can say, man, back when Jordan was playing, they played hard. Yeah, back when Jordan was playing, he made more money than everybody on his entire team combined. Now you got all these dudes making $30 million a year. Why the hell am I coming to this game that we don't even practice for and I'm drinking and partying all weekend and I'm going to play it like it really means something? Why am I doing that? The NBA has already told me it don't matter because they got all these events for me to go to every day. Now, they play a regular game. They ain't, got, they ain't doing all this. They, they got shoot around. They got warm-ups. They got training. They got to go get uh, treatment. They got to do all this stuff. They ain't doing none of that for the All-Star. So why do you expect it to be something that it's not? It's an exhibition that these dudes are trying their damnedest not to get hurt in. So if you want to complain about the NBA All-Star game, just stop watching it. Just don't watch it anymore. That's it. It's not for you. It's for people who just want to see these dudes come out here and throw some dunks up, take half-court shots, and not get hurt. Their responsibility is to their team overall, not to this dumbass all-star exhibition.
And then let me get on this load management, man. Because people are losing their minds talking about this. Charles Barkley has become the ringleader for it. And this load management, man, they out here. Who exactly is load managing that you guys have a problem with? I, I really want to know because it's turned into this big narrative. And all they talk about is this load management is just, it's just ridiculous for the game. Who is sitting out that you are missing out on not seeing them play? Who? Giannis, is he load managing? No. Embiid, is he load managing? No. I mean, he might take a, a night off or, t or two here or, or there. Dame Lillard, is he load managing? Every now and then he might take a game off or, or two here or there, right? You guys have got to understand, and we have to get this in our heads. It is not back in your day. It's today. Back in your day, I'm talking to people who are my age or older who want to complain about guys not playing 82 games. Guys back in that day could play 82 games because they weren't having to defend the entire court. Now, when you've got seven-footers who can dribble like six-footers, who can shoot like six-footers, who can pass like six-footers, who can run like six-footers, now nobody gets a break. These dudes are playing every inch of the court. They have to beat it. You, and it's literally, listen, the skill level has gone up so much. It's impossible to guard somebody one-on-one. -on -one. It's literally impossible. You have no breaks. There's nowhere you can hide. You have to be able to play defense or the scores are going to be what they're looking like right now. 140 to 136. 170 to 167. This is what you're going to see because dudes are unguardable. Why are they unguardable? Because they're playing AAU ball at such a young age. They're getting all this training. They're working out all the time. Listen to me when I tell you. My son was playing AAU ball. They were playing three games a day at sometimes. They're putting miles and miles and miles on their body. So when they get to the league, yes, they are some of the most skilled players that we have ever seen in this game. But they are also some of the most tired players we have ever seen in this game. And the question comes down to what do you want? Do you want to win a championship or do you need to see LeBron James play against the Houston Rockets on a Wednesday night? What would you rather do as a Laker fan? I am cool with LeBron taking the Houston Rockets game off. I'm cool with Embiid not playing against the Washington Wizards. But we're turning this load management thing into a thing that all the fans are upset about. Real fans don't give a damn. Real fans are trying to hope their team wins a championship. Real fans could care less about the Stars missing a couple of games here and there. And 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 don't give me the well. I save up all my money to take my kids to a game, and uh, the stars don't even play. No, well, you didn't save up all your money to go to a game. You saved up enough money to go to a cheap game that the fans know, the stars know, don't really matter. So, if you're trying to cut costs by going to the Lakers versus the Rockets, which is the cheapest probably ticket you can find at the Staples Center, don't be surprised if. The star commodity also knows that this isn't a game that really matters. Also, there's 82 of them. We don't, when you have play-in tournaments and uh, half the league makes the, the, the playoffs, 
Why do we need to care about 82 of these damn games? Hell, I'll give you a good 62, right? Because all we need to do is win about 40, 45, and we're in the playoffs. So why do I have to play all of these games? And if and if a good team is going to have a record of usually about like, you know, above 500 to 60%, all I need to be there for is about 60 of these. And then what are you going to reward me with? Hell, and, and the reason that people talk about this load management is they mainly talk about it because it's LeBron, who's in year 20. They try to max their hate for LeBron by saying load management with everybody else. Nobody else is really load managing. It's LeBron at year 20 trying to make sure that he's his best, he's most spry, so he can win a championship. What, like, so, so you're telling me <laughs> that you want LeBron James at year 20 to be playing all these damn games. I want to see the best of LeBron at all times possible. If that means taking off about 15 to 20 games a season, so be it. I want to win a championship. That's what we want. And that's what we judge these guys by. LeBron, uh, uh, the whole argument, Jordan versus LeBron. What's it come down to now? Because LeBron's the scoring leader now. He's scoring leader. He's got four championships. He's got four MVPs. But what everybody say? He ain't got six rings. LeBron is chasing what you guys have made this thing all about. We, th- we talk trash about Charles Barkley. Hey, he ain't never got no ring. He's on the damn TNT uh, set with Kenny and, and Shaq, and they keep giving him trash about not having no rings. We've made it a rings game. So that's what they're doing. Damn these damn the 82. Look, lessen the games. Get rid of get rid of some of these games. Keep the playoff structure how it is. You'll see more people playing more games. But the NBA is not trying to give back money because these games are money. It's TV money. They're not going to give away these games. So they've made it to what it's going to be. They've got all these games where half the half the league makes the playoffs. The players know that and they're going to adjust accordingly. So at the end of the day, don't hate the player, hate the game. Back after the break. So very quickly, we got some NFL news to talk about. The quarterbacks are moving around. Derek Carr just got four years, $150 million from the Saints, a hundred of which is guaranteed. Geno Smith. Gino, Gino Smith just got three years, $105 million. I'm so happy for that dude. I am so happy for him. But you know who is looking at all this and rubbing their hands together? Who should not get a long-term deal, but is looking more and more like they might just have to do it? Is Daniel Jones. If they just gave Derek Carr four years, $150 and they gave Geno Smith three years, 105. Daniel Jones is coming in here asking for five at 200. He's going to want five years, 200 million. Or five years, 225 million. That dude is about to ask for some real money. And the Giants are going to be in a conundrum. Because if it's me, I am not giving him a long-term contract. The dude threw for 16 touchdowns last year. Six. They got into the playoffs and looked garbage. If I'm the Giants, I'm franchise tagging Daniel Jones. I'll give him 40 million or what is it? 40 to 45 million for one year. This year, I want to see if he improves. If he improves, then I'll give him a long-term contract. We'll, 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 We'll give him the boat. We'll give him the big bag. But I'm signing Saquon Barkley to a three-year deal, a three-year good money deal. That is the star of the franchise. If you don't have Saquon Barkley, 
Daniel Jones is not doing a damn thing. He barely did a damn thing this year. Luckily, they had Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. And my man Lamar Jackson's over there just patiently waiting, patiently waiting. Because the Ravens are going to have to pay him or move him. And I, it, this will be one of the worst moves in any franchise's history. If you've got an NFL MVP under the age of 27 years old and you can't get him signed to a deal, they will rue this day forever. I can't imagine the people over there are that dumb. However, I read a story today about the Ravens organization not being as great as we all think they are. I think we just go off of these, you know, the past championships they've had and, you know, the 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 good the good the the good vibes they've built up over the years, but that's not them anymore. This is a whole new organization and they're not looking too good. So, something's got to give. And I hope it ain't the Giants giving Daniel Jones a whole lot of money because that's going to put a whole lot of other cats up for some real big money. If you thought Deshaun Watson's contract was crazy, wait till Joe Burrow and uh, old boy over the Chargers, Herbert, come up for their deals. They about to get the bag. Yo, you've been listening to Reggie Watkins, and I'm probably right. Rate us, review, and subscribe, comment, but please don't be hate. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the board, engineering, producing. Thank you so much. Sorry we've been gone for two weeks, but we'll be back, baby. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.